0: Thanks for having me to your uh, mysterious loft. We're going to go right there right now, aren't we? Well, I just want to really set the scene before we start this recording of Do You Queer What? I. Queer! With Elliot. And Tom. And we're dickwigs. And that one's Tom. In, and that one's Elliot. Uh, the one that you can hear in this mysterious gay loft? Yeah. Um, for For whatever reason, everything is queer today. We've just, like, thrown the baby out with the bathwater. Am I mixing my metaphors? Certainly. And we are in a strange loft yep. with one of those Beauty and the Beast uh, library ladders that Belle sort of scoots across when she's looking for Oliver Twist or whatever. Um, there's a load-bearing beam with about 40 or 50 glory holes in it. Is that
1: right? Yeah, that seems right. That was very yeah. quick math of you. And, the uh, ceilings are 15 feet tall
0: the acoustics are bizarre the acoustics are bizarre um one of my actually the most uh fiendish ex used to live in this exact building so i'm having those feelings still not certain that he wasn't some form of murderer i think he was a murderer and he's either dead or in prison
1: yeah or actively killing <gasps> or actively killing right like actually honestly oh um i okay sorry so the, the reason that we're in this loft um for some context here is that uh, i had a roach explosion in my apartment recently jesse exploded mm, different kind of roaches um <laughs> they're way more fun than jesse uh, a lot more active too and not boring uh-huh. um i went out uh, to my counter at like two in the morning and there was like hundreds of babies swarming on it what the fuck yeah they all disappeared i'm never going to your apartment ever it's again. fine they're dealing with it please come back every building in toronto has them they will just be gone soon um, also don't be classist, Tom. Thank you. Uh, and then the other morning, <laughs> or, <bug-ist> or speciesist. <laughs> yeah. We have a multi-species cohabitation situation right now. The other morning I woke up with uh, bugs on me in my bed. So Ew. yeah. Um, one of my boyfriend's mom was a sweet. You have so lady. many boyfriends at this point. It's just like bugs clamoring on you. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually dating each and every one of those roaches as well. Um, yeah. Boyfriend's Polybuggery. Mom, poly that works buggery. on two levels. It does okay. work. Um, derailing yeah sorry boyfriend's mom got me this loft uh she's so sweet this is a friend of hers um and I love the
0: sentence my boyfriend's one of my boyfriend's
1: moms got me this loft I want to say it again one of my boyfriend's moms got me this loft (laughs) I didn't even say it right the second time Uh, and it's it's owned by a queer couple um so full circle here right yeah how are you feeling in this loft uh on edge Good. I love that. I feel edgy, too. How are you feeling?
0: really on edge. Great. We don't have... uh, We're not... We're jumping right into this segment today
1: Mm -hmm. because, you know what? We fucking want to. Yeah, fuck it. This is our fucking show, everybody. This is our goddamn show. I don't know why you keep telling us it's not. (laughs) It is. Um, uh, uh,
0: In fact, you can find our show on iTunes or wherever the hell else you want to find
1: it. Yep. Uh, Spotify? Is that right? Yeah. Jesse's not here to tell me, so... Anywhere that you can get podcasts, you can listen to this podcast. Anywhere that you can rate, review, and subscribe, I strongly suggest that you do that. Um, Maybe a five stars, even. We would love that. Who it knows? helps queer content creators such as ourselves. Queer content creators. Sure. We're going to do baby voices. Sure. Um, and if you want some merchandise, you can head over to a website. Ew. You didn't like when that? when you do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Our guest is shamefully shaking her head. She might leave. This is so
2: terrible. <laughs> she <laughs> might <laughs> This is just so, this is just like, it's truly terrible. Um, Check us
0: out on Instagram, Facebook, Patreon, and wherever else you want to find us.
1: What is Patreon?
0: Oh,
1: good question. It's a place where people can support patrons and creators and... Oh,
0: yes,
2: I know about this. I've got feelings, but it's great. Yeah, do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Very like neoliberal economy and gig economy, but support us if you can, um, because... We need it.
0: Yeah, and before we go any further, we should address the strange voice in your ear right now. No, which is our, <laughs> Okay, which it's is lava. our fabulous guest this week. What, you were going to say something. It's the
1: ghost of the loft, but at this ghost point, it doesn't work loft. anymore.
0: That's one of the nicest things I've said about our next guest. <laughs> Accurate. Um, a very good friend of mine uh, from from many years—fifteen years, half our lives.
2: Oh God. I don't, yeah. Ooh.
0: She's now living in 45s America, raising que- children. Yeah, three of them. Uh, teaching. Yeah. Activizing. <laughs> sure. Um, activating. <laughs> activating. Mm. Um, and generally being like a queer butterfly. Ooh
2: butterfly is what my six-month-old chews on all day and all night. You let your six-month-old eat butterflies? Well, this one's like really, like it has like a mirror and like a teether and like a lot of like stripes and colors. It's a high contrast butterfly. Right, right.
1: So not a real one. I pictured bugs. I pictured butterflies.
2: Yeah, no. That's because you guys are in a place.
0: (laughs) Anyway, this is Sarah. Welcome, Sarah. Hi. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Sarah.
2: Hi, I'm so happy to be here. I feel like I
0: need to say right off the bat that I am extremely uncomfortable because Sarah is one of my people in my my life and as are you, Elliot. And I I pride myself in compartmentalizing facets of my life and people in my life. Yeah. So this is not okay. That
2: Tom worked
1: really hard to keep us apart. I know, I, I met you once. I like- know,
2: I think he might've moved me to America. <laughs>
0: So I have begged. a tendency of doing. I didn't have anything to do with you. When him
1: and I became friends is right when you left, right? Yeah. You've never seen us in a room at the same time. Yeah. Except for now. Are right. we the same person? Ooh. That's my second question. Okay.
0: Oh, my God. I'm so Gemini.
1: Oh, God. Before we go any further. <laughs> yes. I think we should all check in with each other's colors. Yeah. How are you guys feeling color-wise? Tom, do you want to start?
0: Yeah, I'd love to start. Um, I'm feeling like a a dark... October night that's like, uh, the moon is full and I'm in a cornfield and it's very dark and there's scythes sort of like waving around. Can you say that one more time for, for enunciation purposes? Scythes. Oh, that was perfect. Waving around. Ah. And, um, and there's like pumpkin people who are out to kill me with these <laughs> scythes and it's not a maze because that would make too much sense but I'm just being like Eaten by this, by pumpkin people in this corn maze, and they're scything me to death.
2: Can I say something? Please. <laughs> so, because I live in the States, I am a Dickwick listener. Obviously, it's the most time I get with Tom, um, and I listen to it and I like do a constant running commentary, which I often then text Tom as I'm as yes, I'm listening. This is true. It's gonna be really hard for that not to just be what I do. Yeah. by all yeah. means, please just be I like fight that. What like who's holding scythes? Pumpkin people. The pumpkin people are the holding. Two the Two of
0: you are holding scythes. Obviously, okay. I thought that, no, that metaphor a lot was sense. pretty. No, that makes okay. obvious. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Okay, that's fair. <laughs> it actually, I was gonna say that my color was the pumpkin person, but I mm. feel like at this point I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna change it up.
0: By all means, like if pumpkin person is your truth, I'm not here to
1: take I, that away from I you. I feel like my color today, in a more realistic sense, is like um, uh, d- d- a deep green brown bog muck, um, the kind of muck where you step in it and then it pulls you, and the more you struggle, the deeper you fall. It reminds
0: me of what comes out of your butthole during sex,
1: for sure. Yeah. Definitely. I don't want to endorse the narrative, but I'm yes ending right now. So certainly bog muck spills out of me at times. Let's just move I've past I've heard that, that episode. Yeah.
0: like Episodes. Yeah.
1: True. <laughs> if you want to felch bog muck, you can just look me up, everyone. I'm going to make myself really don't available. Say felch, bog muck. I'm going to get a tattoo that says felch bog muck. Um, yeah, so I'm very bog mucky. I'm like struggling and it's pulling me deeper. Um, but also it's like, it's a, it's a bayou bog and it's nice. Like the weather's fine. Um, there's some cicadas I'm I'm enjoying the ride but I'm being sucked yeah by a ball.
0: I see that for you
1: yeah
0: I appreciate it's because that. of like school things <laughs> like you have assignments
1: and everything and bugs eating you and... everything is a lot right now just everything I've been getting these really cute like rolling panic attacks where reality slips away um, fun. so that's been really fantastic it's because Jesse's not here Jesse's not here and everything's falling apart basically um, which is why we hate him Yes. Thank you,
0: Sarah.
2: Okay. Well, it's, you guys are very on theme with me. I've been thinking a lot about this. Um, I was going also like in a boggy kind of direction, but it's not, I'm not the muck (laughs) Mm. because I wouldn't, I mean, surprise Tom's not the muck. It's fine. Um, (laughs) I'm like the water on top of the muck Mm. because I feel there's like a reflective quality to what's happening right now, but there's also a lot of different colors. Cause at first I was like, Am I a prism? No, I'm not a prism. Am I like a no. dark right? I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> Am I like a dark mirrored door? Like, oh. you know, a tinted window kind of situation. And then I was like, oh, like me choosing black is so cliched Like, I'm not gonna like Tom would just take that. I can't, I yeah. can't, you know. But um I live on the river. Mm. And in our in our backyard, and there's a beautiful path, and it's kind of my only sanity right now, um, but it's, like, everything um, that, like, when, I, when a boat goes by, mm-hmm. and it stirs up all the water, and there's still the reflection, but there's all of the sediment and everything underneath kind of moves, and so it's all the different colors, and it's gorgeous, but it's also just
1: brown. And, like, you're settling, kind of, like...
2: Yeah, You're yeah, because it's up. like I, I think so, the
1: boats could fit on this river. Oh my god,
2: there's so many boats. Technically, I could boat to work. There's everyone, most people on the river have boats. You can boats. boat to work I and boat you don't? To work. I know, I know. It would be really hard. But anyway, um, but there there's a rowing team that practices on the river from a nearby university, and then there's like motorboats and mm. canoes, and there's a kayak rental place down the river. Um, there's a lot of
0: boats on, on our river,
2: but which um, is uh,
0: funny to hear because, as we haven't said yet, Sarah lives in Chicago. Right,
2: I'm on the Chicago River river the one that uh infamously gets dyed um green for saint patty's day but that's way downtown and i'm up north um i did not know that that happened you didn't know oh Oh my god you should find the time-lapse videos it's like it's gorgeous they use orange kool-aid um and it goes like very green but saint patty's day in chicago is a fucking nightmare
1: wait is that safe
2: Yeah, 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 because it's Kool-Aid. It just, like, it dissolves. It's totally, there's no, I mean, real chemicals or anything like that.
1: I'm assuming there's no wildlife in the Chicago River.
2: Uh, There is up where I am. There's tons of wildlife up where I am, but not downtown.
1: They're just drinking the Kool-Aid. Cute. I love Uh, that for that.
0: Terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the Chicago oh. River's beautiful. I it took is that beautiful. architecture cruise, and it was mm-hmm. gorgeous.
2: And in our backyard, there's like we have turtles and ducks and geese and um, like blue Republicans. Herons. Not in no, not in Chicago. Oh, really? Yeah, no. I mean, like there are the few Republicans, but like in Chicago, Illinois has um, a super majority Democratic everything right now. Oh, really? Should we mm. dive in? Yeah, Where let's would you like dive to in. start? <laughs> also, can I just say I love. Um, I now am literate enough in like Canadian politics and American politics that I can like explain both to both, which is so exciting for me because it took me a really long time to gain American political literacy even a little bit. So it's like, it's the only two languages I speak. Like, well, that's right. I mean, like,
0: if you look at our, our listenership, we have quite a few Americans. Like, yeah. We have a lot of Americans. Yeah. Hi. Are you okay? Hi, Americans. Are you okay? We always want to check in. If They're, yeah. they're not. No. Okay. just <laughs> they're, assume. Like, they're for sure not. Oh, but Spoiler. I was going to say,
2: no, so I have a six-month-old, so I'm like, the, my color, we were talking about my color. I'm very tired. Ah. <laughs> so it's like everything, and like, there's a lot happening in the world, in my life, whatever. But it's like, I can't be my own color because I'm just like, my body and existence is just like... Things for other people. Oh yeah. So you know, that's it's they're mama Colored.
1: Yeah, I mm-hmm. mm-hmm. love that.
0: Yeah. There's certainly a bog situation going on.
2: Certainly yeah. a bog situation. Yeah.
0: Selfless color of the bog. Mm.
2: Yeah. Yes.
1: Oh, the poetic. bog's
2: one of your daughters. Your daughters? Your daughters? Yes.
1: We How have you about that. Me on this? Sorry. Never mind. May I have some context? For <laughs> <you>? uh, it, <laughs> <laughs> this was
0: what I was primarily worried about. <laughs> Um, I might have imaginary daughters well, okay and one of them is called the bog
1: okay yeah wow uh, that's the end of that that's okay. right. it really is you'd really think
2: there'd be ever. more but it, we've known each other a long time right. so no. stupid things happened 15 years ago and now we still bring them up
0: yeah I'm really glad and you we're insecure don't. actors and now we're insecure what are we I don't know what are we other people <laughs> we're just insecure. <laughs>
1: I can, I can get on that level right You okay. can feel very insecure with you both. Oh.
2: We're so much more secure than we used to be, though. Mm, maybe. Okay, I'm so much more secure than I used to be.
0: It's acceptable. Don't say that and then furrow your brow and take a sip of water.
1: <laughs> Let's dive in, shall we? Let's, Let's dive, dive in, in. the bog. This murky bog. Let's get in the bog. Boggy bottom. Let's
0: ask you our season question. Okay, great. What has fostered your queerness, mm-hmm. and how do you hope to foster queerness in others?
2: So, uh, so yeah, great question, great season question. You guys both took sips of things at the exact same time, at <laughs> the exact same way. <laughs> Fuck my life. Um. So yeah, M- my queerness is like, what do I define that as? Because I generally, I don't identify as queer because I don't think I'm someone who should be carrying the queer mantle the way that other people do because I generally identify as heterosexual but in a larger definition of queerness that feels very true to my existence in like a political and anti-establishment kind of way. I have very publicly many times said that once my husband dies, I plan on only dating women. Right. Which is not something I've done, but i for that sure. That sounds
0: pretty queer to me. I
2: guess. i have just like, I fucking hate men. Anyway, that's a whole, maybe, does that make me, I guess that's pretty queer. Yeah. <laughs> <Like I hate laughs> when my husband man. dies, I will when only date women. When my husband da- women, dies, I'll only date I mean, yeah. women. I've said it to him, so that's one. Anyway, um, but I think far more importantly is how I foster queerness in others, and it's, um, I think that it's a lot about finding space, right? Like, that's the thing for me. Like, as Tom and I were joking about how we're not actors anymore, like, a lot of what I do is educate and a lot of what I do is work in untraditional contexts and with marginalized communities, which is a term I hate in one way or another. Um, And so it's just a lot about, like, who the fuck are you and how do we make room for you? And, like, queerness is an option for that in any number of ways. Any number of things are options for that. I know there are various memes that say this but like my goal in life is that like my kids be it my actual kids or like the kids I work with don't feel like I'm someone they have to come out to that they're just like this is the person that I'm dating and I'm like cool Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter what their gender pronouns or whatever is because that's who they are and so it's a lot about like how do you teach that and bring that and bring value to that and that's like really really tricky um, it shouldn't be, but it's like i was I was raised in a really open environment where it's like, oh my God, you can be gay. You can be straight, you can be whatever you want. But like society has such a different narrative of that that it's really like, how do you get yourself out of the way? to really make people feel seen where they are. These are all very vague things, but I did a lot. I've been trying to do a bunch of work in anti-racism recently um, as a white person. And I obviously have a long way to go. It's a forever learning thing, but I think that a lot of the same principles apply to other things. Um, And so it's a lot of like really taking the time to look at how insidious the roots of so much of our society is in so many ways and like the assumptive behavior of things and then counteracting that consciously and consistently forever in everything, not just in like, it's okay if the person you date isn't the, or is the same gender as you. Right. Um, So like my six month old we read books all the time, about because that's the other thing is I'm like sick of like, oh, you know who needs book about queer people? Queer people or like children of queer people? It's like no, like everyone. It's like you know women should go see Wonder Woman because <laughs> finally there's a females. It's like fuck you, I want a room full of men going and seeing yeah, Wonder yeah, yeah, Woman, yeah, yeah. you know, and white people seeing Black Panther and blah 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 yeah. blah, blah blah. Um, do you guys know the book uh, Julian is a mermaid? No. Oh my God, it's so beautiful. A friend of mine, um, who's a children's author a young um I'm gonna get yeah like young author um got it for my daughter before she was born and it is a gorgeous picture book about like a trans latino boy and his acceptance and love from his abuela Oh Um, my god but it's like there's like seven words in it like it's almost it's almost all pictures and it's just like and it's just the most beautiful thing and I read it to my daughter all the time. What's I it mean, called again? Julian is a mermaid. Julian is a mermaid. And it's just like about this boy and his abuela on the subway seeing a bunch of what he refers to as mermaids. But like within the pictures are either drag queens or trans women or whatever. And then they go home and his abuela like takes a bath and he takes all of her stuff and dresses up. And then she comes out and because he's like, did you see the mermaids? I'm a mermaid. And then she takes him to a mermaid parade oh in my New God. York, and they join in, and she gives him her pearls, and it's like, like okay. Oh, I
0: dear. Need to get <laughs> this Even just your retelling of that and, is and amazing. It's, and
2: it's like illustrated by the same woman who wrote it, and it's just beyond oh, stunning. It's I'm the most
1: beautiful. Obsessed with that. And there's so many, I have so many follow up questions for you, um, but I just, one thing I wanna pull out that we've, I think, focused on more in our first and second season, but we've kind of strayed away from this time around is like, what your fostering of queerness encapsulates so well is that the hope is that queerness will be like an obsolete category in the future in which it won't be defined against anything. It will just hopefully be the norm. Yeah. The norm. And like, as much as that might deflate a lot of people or take the window to people's sales, like in queerness, I'm, I'm, I hope there will always be a horizon for change, but in terms of like safety and social consciousness raising, um, it, it, of course it fucking matters more that the stuff you do than the person you are, right? Like, in terms right. of queerness, like, it's how you practice, how you activate.
2: Well, I mean, one of my big things is, like, you know, I'm a woman, I'm a feminist, uh, very loudly. And, like, the patriarchy is something that hurts everyone. Like, that's the big thing, right? Like, it doesn't, like, it actually, it hurts straight men in a lot of ways, like, that fit into that as much as it hurts people who don't fit into that. They're able to kind of skate through life because of what the patriarchy is differently, but it, it hurts them. It's why mass murderers exist in that whole thing. Like it's a very dangerous thing for everyone. Whiteness hurts white people. Like white supremacy culture hurts white people just like it hurts. I mean, not just like, but it, you know, as well as hurting people of color. Um, And so the assumptive nature of straightness and the concept of heteronormativity also hurts people who by most definitions would fit into that box. And by most definitions I would fit into that box, but like, I hate it. It's funny. I went to this, so I went to the, um, anti-racism workshop. It's like this three day, very intensive workshop. And it was being run by like a middle-aged white woman and a middle-aged black queer disabled man. And I'm like, Oh, you guys just like check all the boxes and all the ways. Um, and the woman was talking about how um, she's like, white people in the room, like, do you notice how we'll do anything to avoid the label of being white? It's like, I'm white, but I'm a woman. I'm white, but I'm gay. And and so one of the things they talk about, they're like, this is an anti-racism workshop. It doesn't mean you are not oppressed yeah. or yeah. living with struggles yeah. in lots of other things, but this is like literally about white people yeah. and non-white people. Yeah. So, you know, and there are some people who don't know what category they fit into. There's some like real, Um, concerns about that but you know like for me I'm Jewish and I'm a woman and I get like oppression in lots of ways but I don't get it because of my skin color when I walk down the street You know, I don't get it because of the person whose hand I hold or who I kiss in public. Like, that's not the oppression I live with. But, like, I would way rather put the mantle of queerness on myself. So that, like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm queer. Can I play play queer with you guys? But at the same time, I'm aware that in the day-to-day, I'm not living with the weight of that decision in the way that, like, you or lots of people in your life or on this podcast are. So I, I am super honored to be here and mm-hmm. like love how you guys define it and talk about it, but also want to be very clear about that for myself.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I actually go back and forth on this. Elliot, I don't know how you feel, but when when straight... Well, it's funny. We get bogged down by these terms all the time, but like when straight people ask if they can be queer, ask me as if I'm some gatekeeper if they can be queer, uh, my answer is usually yes yeah because what i'm hoping is that okay by you assuming the the term queer which is a a, in our minds a vast umbrella term to incorporate lots of different people that you are now taking up the the plight i guess or that now you're now you're like not just an ally or an ally you're an ally but you're more than that you're you're fight, fighting the fight along with us.
1: Well, and here's the thing, and this this directly speaks to what you were just saying, Sarah. Like, to, to take something up, there's a huge asterisk at the end of that because what does it actually mean? Are you, are you bestowing a label on yourself to, let's say, get a grant better? Let's say, get a totally. job better? Oh, let's yeah, say, yeah, get yeah. better access in a space? Or are you taking up queerness to show up at queer rallies for queer people? Are you yeah. taking up queerness to actually ad- advance a discourse, a societal discourse on what it means to be queer? Because, like, being straight and being queer are not mutually exclusive because straight in essence, I don't even like these categories, but straight yeah, is like a I sexual know. orientation. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's a way of being in the world with other bodies that that are different than yours in a sense, right? But like queerness is about so much more in terms of gender and sexuality and expression. But like the, the, the big warning I would say is like, if you're gonna take that label uh, out of self-service, um, I'm going to hunt you down. Like, (laughs) I'm going to attack you fully, you know. And and beyond (laughs) that, like, are you,
2: yeah, right, as you should. And and are you going to take that label, like, and say, show up for these things, but then also get out of the way and be a supporting player like are you gonna show up and be there and listen to queer people who are putting their bodies and lives and love on the line and be and like do what is asked of you and not be like as a queer ally which as i say that i'm like wait no is that what i'm doing right now i'm just gonna drink more and that's gonna solve that problem but um but seriously it's like how are you willing to like be there and participate i Mm -hmm. went to a um i don't know like a, a round table something there were a group of women in Chicago who were building a a theater piece about feminism and female experience and they were doing this series of like potluck round tables on different discussions and they did something on allyship and the person who dominated the conversation the whole time was a straight white man and like he was very well intentioned and all of these things but it was like you really don't you you really don't see what you're doing right now. Like you re and you really, and he really didn't like, he really didn't. And that is actually the problem. Yes. You know, it's like, okay, regardless of this, like you legitimately do not see it and you can see it one day and not see it the next. And you know, everything is a lifelong journey and lots of falling on faces and, and that's okay. But yeah, figuring out what your role, in all of that. Did
0: anyone is- sort of point that out to him or to each other?
2: Oh, many times. <laughs> he didn't seem to care Um, but no because he was there like as a representative from his theater company being like we're trying to be more diverse and more feminine we realized we're all like straight and but then he was like taking people to task and being like I don't understand why you say that what do you mean well how should we do that and it's like yeah okay so aggressive yeah Yeah. Yeah. maybe just
0: sometimes the easiest thing is just to listen
1: well and here's a lesson for the three of us the three of us in this room right now like if we all because like because queerness is intersectional, as we've built and taking from Kimberly Crenshaw, amazing Black feminist scholar. Um, because it's intersectional, if you're going to bestow that term on yourself or 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 be queer or or whatever, we need to all understand that like within the umbrella of queerness, within the vast possibilities of living as queers, like we fall into that category as like white, perceived as cis for the most part, mm-hmm. like folks. It, it it like we are like closer to the edge of straight people identifying as queer than like, and I know Sarah. I want to talk about the word marginalization, but like, then the more marginalized bodies in in the queer community, right? Like it's it's a it's a constant process of showing up. Just yeah. because we have this podcast, Tom. Just because we're activists. Just because we're at the place we are doesn't mean that we can lie back and stop, right? Just because we're comfortable saying we're queer, yeah, um, isn't enough.
0: I guess to sort of. I didn't articulate that quite properly so part of my if i may talk a bit about what my problem is at work right now so i've uh i've received a grant or my organization has received a grant to put together a an arts after school arts program for queer youth and so there's been a lot of discourse on how do we market this program who do we market it to who's allowed to come to the program like that's a question that i keep getting i keep getting asked by funders and by the college we're through and by even my own coworkers. like who's allowed to come to this program what what makes them a queer person and so my answer is always and i think has to be anyone who wants to come to this program and knows what this program is should come right like ally is in the word ally is in the acronym I'm not here to gatekeep and say who is what what youth is queer and what youth isn't queer. Even if you even if a queer person wants to bring their straight friend along with them to make them feel safe, they should come. Everyone should come. There should be a spot at the table for everyone, understanding that the people who that that this program is about activism through the arts. Yeah. So I I don't know, I guess like and I have very well-intentioned straight friends being like would I be am I allowed to, to call myself queer and I, I'm i always like
2: ah sure. see but the, I guess my thing is like and I don't know probably your well-intentioned straight friends or my well-intentioned straight friends but um <laughs> that question like pisses me off like it's like we need to stop I don't know, everyone should wear whatever label they want, but if you're so concerned about the label, like, the fact that you're asking someone who self-identifies as queer, like, do I get this label too, or like, am I an ally, means that you're probably not doing a good enough job. Like, if that's what you're thinking about, and this is me being a bitch, but like, that's my assumption. No, No, you're... But it's like, also I think that the thing to give you unsolicited advice about the program, because for the record, Tom and I run very similar (laughs) programs. It's upsetting to me. Um, It's like how do you create a space then that supports everyone and is and is queer within the space right and then like because often the people especially at younger ages who feel the most comfortable taking up room are people who have already found space for themselves so how do you counteract that narrative to make sure if you aren't questioning everyone's sexual orientation (laughs) at the door which like how the fuck do you do that especially with a group of Teens or whatever, fourteen
0: year olds. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, f- uh, I, I guess my last my last point
1: is that. Oh no, I've lost it. What if What if one of your queer students who already signed up went to the first day and there was a straight person, and that queer student said to you, "I feel uncomfortable." What would you do?
0: Um, the, right away. Yeah. Like or after you, the class.
1: After the class, like, how would you deal
0: with that? Well, I'd. That's a very good question. I don't really know. Um, I would assume, like, again, that person's at a queer arts activist program for youth. If no one's going there to be unsupportive. Right. Like, no one's in that space to sort of, not, no 15-year-old is going to be like, ugh, fine, a free queer arts program. <laughs> well, you know, I guess I'll go and make fun of everyone. Like, that person is, like, so in my sort of registration, there's there's a thing that they have to read about about what safe space is and how they need to conduct themselves in that space so we have to trust that everyone is that's there is there for the right reason and I do think that like as much as you know kids are assholes I don't know if anyone would show up to a program like that and I might say exactly that to that student right but um
2: I also think if you do, you do like rule setting as a group oh, when yeah. you start, yeah, like okay. or it's not rules, but you know, code uh, of conduct, code of conduct, yeah. various other things. When it come, when it's then generated by the group and you create these things and you break, you know, there's a lot of stuff about like the patriarchy is a la- like patriarchy and white supremacist culture being ladder models and being all of these different things. And like as soon as you start breaking that, then even if there's that issue, because that was my thought too. Like, what if there's like a thing like that that happens? Then you get to go back to the thing that was generated. Generated by that group. Right. So it's like, okay, well, let's talk, you know, you can talk to that individual about what they did maybe in that way and talk to the individual with the complaint about like, okay, well, where does this fit in and what do we need? And usually some kind of conflict resolution mm-hmm.
1: in that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Design it queerly so yeah. that you can like yeah. safeguard.
0: Unfortunately, like because of the where the money is coming from and the institution that we're sort of under, it's, like, a lot of dirty, boggy, yeah. murky, scythe kind of work. Sorry. So. <laughs> my bad. So it's actually very... It's, it's tricky, because even with this podcast, like I've said it before, like, I don't tell my students about this, because I actually don't think it's appropriate for them to listen to. Not sure. mainly, what you say, no. Mainly because of how disgusting we are. Yes, correct. But, like... <laughs> Bog felt? Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but there's some... You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. There's uh, There's all these weird levels of... Of what to shield students from and what not to, and, oh, and I'm God, trying. Yes. I, I mean, as a mother, <laughs> That's I'm mean. pointing at Sarah. You can't see that. But, <laughs> but you for sure understand, obviously, which is a great transition. Bow, bow, bow. Sarah's a mother in Tom, the U.S. It's of like A.
2: Really hard for Tom because we knew each other when well, I definitely you shouldn't, shouldn't have been a mother. Be a mother. Well, okay, sorry. Thanks. What I'll I'm telling is three children. <laughs> I'm sorry, children. I'm releasing you. <laughs> Except like the older I, people also I, loved Tom so much that they'd be like, mmm yes. That's a red flag. The loving it, of Tom. It, it's such a, whatever we can talk about. Like when How Tom tried to bo- cover like up the fact that they'd ruined their sheets <sighs> by putting them in my freezer. Like whatever.
0: It's fine. I was helping. I was trying. I didn't he want was to not get
2: helping. Blue. It did not help.
0: Oh there was God. nothing to do. <laughs> that buddy was there he for have, life. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> um, Anyway, yes, all of Sarah's daughters are fucking angels. Um, what do you In mean? In that Why they're having like sex that? with angels? Because <laughs> I don't know
2: that they are angels. Like they you are. haven't spent enough time at my house. Well, anyway, <laughs> terrible people. I love we, them so uh, much. What
0: I meant to say was I can't. I can't believe your mother. I know me because either. I mean the things. The things I know about you and the things that we did. When I we have were been younger. the
2: mother to our group of friends since we were seventeen that years old. That is
0: rich. Mm. Mother? Are you, you think are mother? Are you kidding me? I think like maybe pesky bratty sister. Like Pesky sister. bratty
2: mother. <laughs> little sister? Please. You're the youngest one. I'm the youngest one and the most mature one who like gets fucking text messages nonstop. Can you come home and resolve my life problems for me? And then I and then I do, I'd like to be <laughs> clear.
0: Yeah, well, thank thank you for that. Except um, for you. It's fine. Mother. Yeah. America. Yeah. America. America. What's going on? How much did it cost you to have a baby? I don't need specific <laughs> amounts of it money. It can give you
2: specific amounts of money. <laughs> um, it's hell. It's really hell. Um, okay. So I think there's there's so many things. That was not really a question. That was really vague. Do you want me to just start rambling? How or? is it
0: being a parent? How is it raising children in such a really terrifying bad. climate? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. Do you um, have a follow-up statement? <laughs> nope.
2: That's it.
1: It's <laughs> bad. Thanks for tuning in, folks. (laughs) Anyway, next week. um,
2: No, I. Okay. So there's. You guys just drank at the same time again. It's so funny. Um, So there's. We've
0: timed it. When a guest goes in to talk, they're like, I may drink. drink. Okay.
2: So there's several things. So, first of all, I moved to the States full time in uh, 2013. So I moved right after Obama had been reelected. And I was like. I moved for many reasons, part of them professional, part of them I fell in love. Um, But I, I remember saying to my then boyfriend, now husband, when we were dating and I wasn't there, like, oh, my God, if Mitt Romney wins this election, I'm for sure not moving because I would never live in America under Mitt Romney. Oof. Yeah, right? Now, in all fairness, at the time, Stephen Harper was prime minister and um, ah. Doug Ford was, Rob Ford, Rob Ford, Rob Ford was mayor and, like, all the crack stuff had just come out. So, like, R- R. I. I, R. I was a laughingstock. Yeah. At, don't R.I.P. him. No, <laughs> absolutely not. Um In the States. So I remember talking to people and being like, I'm actually in, like, you have a fucking black president. Like, you know, things are way better here. Um, But what's actually really important is that that wasn't true. Like, there's a lot of stuff. Like, it's like, Trump's America. It's like, no, no, just America. Not that Trump hasn't made things way worse or changed my life and other people's lives. But, like, again, let's call it out, like... As a white woman who is living in Chicago, which is a super fucking, like, progressive bastion, like, how has Trump changed my day-to-day outside of my massive anxiety attacks about the world? Like, he hasn't. He hasn't impacted the safety of my children and my life. Being in a country that, I mean, like, you want to fucking talk about a shithole country? Like, I'm so, they are not going to let me back in. <laughs> the border, will, can you not? Excellent, air this? my plan is working. You know what? That's actually fine with me. I'm <laughs> Very good with staying. Um, there, there are wonderful things to be said about the states, but like, there is just so much baked in that is so terrible, and it, and and that's baked into the country. And there's like hope and promise and lots of things and lots of things Canada Canada could learn, but also like. Fuck, man. And that stuff doesn't have to do with Trump.
0: And what does it have to do with? Like, how Everything. Where do we even
2: start? Like, yeah, like, we can... So there's, like, a brainwashing, right? Like, there's a brainwashing of what it is to be American. Um, And that... So to give give everyone a little context. I am 100 percent Canadian, but my mom was born and raised in the States. She moved to Canada in the, I want to say, late 60s, maybe early 70s, during Vietnam. Um, And later when she tried to become a Canadian citizen, she was forced to renounce her American citizenship. Um, So I even though like I have a lot of my family in the States, Um, I had to go through immigration like I had no connection to the states but my mother has a lot of issues with America based on everything she saw she was very politically active in her youth and like left very angrily and then was forced to give up her citizenship um so I've I've actually spent a lot of time in Canada being raised by like draft dodgers and stuff like that so I went into all of this with like a lot of feelings. I didn't go in cleanly. <laughs> um, is the um, irony is that
0: Trump was a draft dodger?
2: Was he? He wasn't a draft dodger. I, he just like deferred everything cuz something something. I don't know cuz he's the Oh, worst. right. The
0: term draft dodger specifically means coming to Canada, right? <laughs>
2: means like yeah, fleeing, having right. fled and the he, country. And he dodged he just, like, the pay- draft. Yes. Okay, he just do- right. he yes. just like paid his way out or right. whatever. I don't know. Um yeah, so it's, yeah, I mean, like, healthcare, like, so, like, people don't, like, I'm going through the presidential primary, the Democratic primary, which I'm incredibly invested in, and as there's this wow. debate about, like, does Medicare for all work? And, like, I'm, like I'm people just don't even understand the fucking premise of the fucking situation to a level, like, really smart people, like, really smart people just don't understand that universal healthcare is possible. Mm-hmm. And, like, we get taught in Canada, like, canada is a mosaic and america is a melting pot right you guys have heard this
1: mm-hmm. um i always just want fondue after that but yeah no. I'm accurate <laughs> accurate out of a mosaic yes mm, yeah
2: right beautiful did you know that like in the states the concept of the american melting pot is taught as like the thing to be proud of what it is literally taught in school as like america's a melting pot you come here and you lose your identity and you become american like, that is, like, that is, like, what they fucking teach as the positive thing.
1: That's really troubling. I'm,
2: I know. And I was, like, no, but we literally learned that. It's, like, why you suck. Like,
1: <laughs> like why Right, because that's
0: nationalism, which is a very scary concept. That literally
1: is that. It, it is literally that. Neocolonialism. It's assimilating. Yeah. Well, and
2: that's what they are. And that's the whole, that's the thing. Like, and that's the feeling that is a positive thing. And that, like, they I remember someone, I can't remember who, saying to me, they're like, I always thought, like, this idea of, like, America first or America's the best country. They're like, yeah, I thought that that was America, but I thought every country felt that way about, like, everyone felt that way about their country. Mm. I'm like, yeah, no, that's like you guys. They're like, yeah, I've learned that. And that's what makes it different. So they genuinely believe this is the best. I mean, when I first moved there, like, I was there part time for a research project. Then I came back for a few months and did paperwork and then moved officially. Um, but I was there during the Olympics, the Summer Olympics. and was like in a bar that like someone won something and then breaking out of like USA, USA. I was like, I... And this again, under Obama, I was like, I am Do these in people Nazi have, Germany. Have they
0: ever watched like an underdog story movie or read a book? Because <laughs> no, no, no. Because like someone that always wins, it's not exciting when they win again. Do you know? Like...
2: Yeah, but it's like... like do they know just, that
0: they're the black hockey team on right. the Mighty Ducks?
2: Right. No, right. they're just, like, they're just right. Like, they're just empirically... Be- like, literally, I've had people be like, well, America's the only country with real democracy.
0: Oh, no. And,
2: like, I'm talking about, like, very progressive people. I'm talking about very progressive people who will be self-critical, but are like, well, I mean, in America, like, you guys don't have real democracy because of the queen. Like, Wait. I don't <laughs> actually understand Wait. the words... <laughs> Coming like, out of your mouth.
1: Functionally, an oligarchy, also like in like a
2: correct police spectrum. Correct, and people like this fear of socialism, and like <laughs> I'm like very proudly a socialist, and I'm like I'm sorry, like socialism versus capitalism like you're talking about philosophies yes there are lots of countries where people have died under socialism let's talk about how many people have died under capitalism in America none of our political philosophies play out the way that we want them to so if we're going to choose one to like build something based on I'd rather the one that is based on community and love and like giving to everyone equally and like striving for that goal than the one that's like step on the heads of the weak yeah weak being black people Mm -hmm. like you know like Mm it's not (laughs) I mean and that and I say that because that's literally what America was based on like this is like that's the only reason the country got to be a country yeah and indigenous they,
1: people. And and
2: indigenous people. Yeah. in a, I mean, you know, in two totally different ways, like destroy one and then like exploit the other. Yeah. No acknowledgement of those things. And
1: then let's throw capitalism in there, which is Ugh. like the engine of fucking democracy, apparently in some fucked up reality for people who believe this, wherein the woman needs to stay in the domestic fear and add surplus value to the man, take care of him, send him to work and everything. And it's fine. It's great. Your subordination only means the fucking quote-unquote democracy of this nation. It doesn't make any sense to me.
2: Right, and that's only the beginning. I mean, again, going back to children, like...
1: Guys, so, I'm sinking in this bog.
2: I mean, you don't... <laughs> yeah, you don't live in the bog. I live in the bog. Um, no, but that's you the thing... You were
1: merely born in way. LA. <laughs> you merely adopted the bog.
2: But no, that's the thing is it's... The pay gap between men and women and all of that. And then the... So I'm on maternity leave right now. Like, you guys want to talk about the states and healthcare and capitalism and motherhood? Let's talk about maternity leave. Let's do it. Like, let's talk about what that is. So um, I am on maternity leave right now. There is no maternity leave in America. There's, there's nothing that is mandated federally that says maternity leave on any level has to exist at all. What there is, is the, is FMLA, which is Family Medical Leave Act, which is a federal, uh, you know, law that went through that says that for any number of reasons, uh, having a baby, being one of them, you are entitled to take three months off of work Unpaid, without losing your job or position in your work, so they can't demote you and they can't so fire you. So generous, isn't that so generous? Yeah, I love That's that. like that is the only federal or like government standard. There's some states that have maternity leave, right. but like most don't. Illinois does not.
1: FMLAs for fuck my life always. I oh my God. I was thinking of a. I was gonna say fuck my loose asshole. <laughs> I like yours better. All right. Unfortunately. That
2: feels like it's maybe changing the narrative away from women.
1: Yep. <laughs> Very true. Well, it doesn't really Not have ser- to. necessarily. It doesn't have to be, yeah. but
2: like it refocuses it on like the yeah. fucker. Like, yeah. True. So. true. true. Saying. You're right. Thanks. <laughs> we got that <laughs> I'm recorded. So that's you Thanks. on this. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's the only law. And then every employer is allowed to create whatever policy they would like in addition to that. <sighs> so. I work for a very liberal organization, and the policy of my workplace is that you get up to six months of maternity leave, which is half or less than half of what you get in Canada, but is thought of as amazingly generous. Six weeks of those six months are paid. What? And that's only and so six weeks are paid if you have a vaginal birth, eight weeks are paid if you have a C-section, because that is what's thought of, of medically when you can when you can return to work. If you want to take beyond that, that's on you. And that's the most common. I don't I don't know other
1: workplaces that give paid full paid leave. And on top of that, how much does it cost to have a child in hospital?
2: Right. So let's, so like backing it up. So, okay. So then we have Mm. six. So I decided to take the six months even within that. So my whole family is on my benefits policy. My benefits, then I have to pay out of pocket because they come out of my paycheck, but I don't get paid. Mm. So the amount of money And I was like, no, I'm taking the full six months because I'm Canadian and, like, even that seems absurd to me. But clearly this isn't something that that my employer deals with a lot they don't normally get that request and they were fine with me doing it but like that's not the norm because most workplaces only give three months six weeks still being all that's paid right um and so most people because i know other people who have had women or have had women women who've had children within my organization they've taken the three months because it's thought of, of like well of course and in a lot of circumstances people don't bring in people to cover that um, job, So like in Canada, the government pays for your maternity leave, right? Like they're the ones giving you the whatever it is, 70%. And then other jobs, you can do the top up where they, you know, fill that in. But it means that they aren't paying for your salary. So as a result, they can bring in someone to cover that workload for you. And so that's, which is great on many different levels, because it also creates great entryways for new people, getting careers and learning job experience, all of this stuff. Um, but when my employer has to be paying me even for those few weeks, weeks, it's hard for them to then justify bringing someone in to do my job, Mm -hmm. which thankfully my employer was good with and did and supported. But so for a lot of women, they come back to work and no one has been doing their job for three months. So they haven't been paid. They've just had a baby. I literally cannot imagine if I'd had to go back to work full time at three months, like what that would have been. Um, They're in debt. And then on top of that, they get back and people at work are like, a version of resentful because everyone's been covering the slack for them and it's like oh my god you're back here's all of the work please catch up
1: well and there's no reality in which this Good wouldn't Lord. this wouldn't give bias to an employer who was going to hire a woman right exactly or there, anyone who could get pregnant like that's fucked up there were,
2: so my boss went on maternity leave I don't know six months eight months before me and then chose not to come back to work and then I found out I was pregnant very shortly after that and like I had to then tell my boss above that. And I was terrified. I was Mm -hmm. terrified. And luckily, like, he was really great about it. But you better believe there was a lot of, like, jokes in the workplace about, like, what's in the water cooler in that department suite? (sighs) Good lord. You know? And, like, and again, like, everyone's super supportive. And I'm really, really lucky. But that, but because it puts a drain. Again, like, the patriarchy fucks everyone over. And so it puts this drain on the organization, and so then, you know, and meanwhile, like, I'm off work for six months. We'll talk about the hospital bills. My husband, now we have three children. So now, like, he has is the sole breadwinner for a family of five. Mm-hmm. So it's like, let's talk about the tension that's then automatically put on our marriage. So I'm like, I don't sleep at all, and I'm dealing with all of this. And he's like, I need to work and do all of these things because otherwise... We can't, we can't pay for anything. We can't
1: pay for food. We can't pay for rent. You know? how, 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 like the collective stress level of that nation stresses me out.
2: Well, that's it. I mean, like it's just, and so then everyone prescribes meds and right. like lives
0: in a you know brave new world. My weird, I just have, uh, maybe my, uh, I need to stop living in fake realities. But like as someone who's grown up almost exclusively on American content in like shows and movies, yeah, dude the. Is that just never in media? Like, is it just never portrayed in media
2: ever? What, you mean people or do I like Or does this? everyone just ignore it? Well, well, it's just, it's
0: never, it's never things that anyone, that any characters I've watched in America on TV and movies have ever gone through. Right. And so that's why it's a little shocking maybe right. for me and for other Canadians too, because I'm like, totally. why is this not at the forefront of like a lot of, of, of narratives of media? So I there guess.
2: are a few reasons. One, again, like I think... A lot of Americans are a little brainwashed, again, going with the health of like, well, that's the way it is. So it doesn't feel newsworthy. It's like, well, that, I mean, you know, they're like, oh. oh, Canada, that gives a year. You know, my friends who live in Germany, like their maternity leave situation is way better than Canada's. Yeah. Like we aren't the best. And they're just like, oh, that's a fantasy world that I, what I don't understand is how you can think you are the greatest at everything and be like basic human rights. We could never have that here. <laughs> I'm fucking like, socialists. So that, right. Like, and I'm like, I don't, I literally <laughs> don't understand the words you're saying. Um, So, so it's like, that doesn't feel like a story for them, I guess. Right. And on the other hand, it's like entirely Female-dominated, so right. So who cares? the fuck would be interested I see. I see. I see. in that? Birth also doesn't go like they show on thirty-minute sitcoms. <laughs> um, but the in terms of the money side of things, I mean, I got a phone call from the hospital I was going to deliver in a week, two weeks before I was due. Oh no! Running down what the basic costs would be—it was so surreal. It was so surreal. What the basic costs would be of just like staying in the hospital room and then and i was like asking questions and they're like well we don't know how complicated your birth is going to be so we can't answer that like and then they're like obviously if you have a c-section it will be more obviously if you need this intervention it will be more And i'm like cool cool cool
1: how are people how how do people that don't have jobs deal how do people that are already in debt like i don't understand how- everyone is in debt and that it's and this sense. is my this is how I
2: think about the American healthcare system. So it's like if I were going to buy pants, and I went to the mall
1: to buy pants. Women can't wear pants, you know that. That is correct. <laughs> if I
2: were going to buy a dress, Thank a you. very <laughs> modest dress. Thank you. Um, and I went to the mall to buy this very modest dress. No, I'd go into a store to buy whatever, and I would have an idea of what that is. Like, let's say I don't know, like. Like, okay, jeans, and I could go in and be like, oh, that's $15 for that pair of jeans? That's really cheap for that pair of jeans. It might fall apart, whatever. I go into another store and be like, that's $150 for a pair of jeans? Because jeans, like, do run that. And it would be like, okay, that's really expensive for a pair of jeans. But I would know what it is, and I could look at the price, and I could make my decision accordingly.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: The American healthcare system, you go in and you do a thing, they do not tell you the price of those things and then like three months later you receive an itemized bill like a friend of mine sprained her ankle and she gets billed she has to go to physiotherapy she gets billed $8 for every cold pack they put on her ankle, oh which is reusable, God. and they then put back in the freezer. Like, it's fake numbers. What the fuck? It's, like, literally fake numbers. Like, they've assigned value to things.
0: They never did this on Grey's Anatomy. I don't believe
1: you. Mm-hmm. Rude,
2: right? Grey's, why is Grey's Anatomy still on? Because How it's is
1: amazing. It still on? It's amazing. Let's not though. get into okay. it.
2: Um, <laughs> I thought of you the other day when I saw an ad, and I was like, really? Okay. I'll have to ask Tom about this. Um, but... That's the thing. Is it's like it's not. It's not based on real things. It's based on profit. It's based on like ah. Well, this is what it is. Um, I always tell the story of how a few years ago I had a big medical thing. I had an ectopic pregnancy, um, which for for listeners who don't know um, is when an embryo implants outside of the uterus, and it's most commonly in the fallopian tubes, but it can be anywhere in the body that's outside of the uterus. Um, <laughs> There's a bunch of conversation in the States about this right now as they try to ban abortion and women's rights because one of the senators said something about, like, why can't they, like, scrape it off with a spatula and put it in the uterus? They can't. That's not a thing. Anyway. Um, <laughs> a,
1: sen- a senator said that? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. No, just, it's great. Just catching up here. They probably right. weren't an old white man, right? No, 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 <laughs> okay, no Of course. No, no senators definitely. are
2: right no. now. Actually. no, So... Cool. Fuck. What the um, fuck? Yeah. So, like, and trust me, like, I was trying to get pregnant. If there was a spatula thing, we would have. You would have
0: bought 40 spatulas. I would have bought 40 yeah. spatulas and Not just from gone to town. Yeah. To. Yeah.
2: yeah. No, because yeah. you can't get it from a hospital because yeah. um, that would be too expensive. <laughs> um, so I, like, went through this whole thing. We had very good insurance. It was different insurance at the time, but it was very good insurance. I had to be treated. It is an emergency thing. It is a thing. It is um, a situation that can be life threatening. We were very lucky that we caught it early enough. I didn't need surgery. I just needed chemo treatment because chemo kills things that with fast growing cells like cancer and babies. Babies, So that's cool. Um, But going through all of that, obviously very emotional um, and intense. And we, so we, so that all happens. That bill ended up being something like, Three thousand oh dollars. I had God. one. I had like one shot. I had one shot and like a day of like emergency things where I, you know, I wasn't admitted to hospital. Um, they were able to treat it like in the ER essentially, Holy um, shit. and all of this stuff. Like three thousand dollars. A few months later, we were in Canada and my husband um, got very sick. Something happened. Um, something had gone wrong with a procedure he'd had earlier, um, and he. We were at my parents' farm in rural Ontario. And he needed, he passed out, lost consciousness, needed an ambulance that took him to the hospital. He had a two-night stay and surgery. He had to pay the most money that you can charge someone because he was a non-citizen, non-resident without insurance. Mm -hmm. So this is like the max. As soon and as there's an ambulance ride in there, too, and there's an ambulance ride, ride yeah. um, two two nights in the hospital, lots of meds, surgery, all of these different things. As soon as he was in stable condition, and okay, someone took me aside to explain the billing process to me, how it was going to work, what it was going to be, and how I could argue various things if I needed. Obviously, everyone apologized like a million <laughs> times. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, and then they didn't. They were like, "Whenever you can pay." Like, they gave us no pressure in terms of what payment was. Total for all of that, $1,500 Canadian.
1: Whoa. Oh, my God.
2: You know? So when we talk about, like, the cost of something like Medicare for All, when we talk about, like, the difference in what happens when it's a for-profit system versus a not-for-profit system, I mean, it's just... And, like, my husband was worried to go to the hospital because he's like, should we, like, drive back to Toronto or whatever? It's rural. Like, they treated him... Like, they were great. They were great because the money isn't given by big donors who are only giving money to pockets of rich people. Like, don't get me wrong. The birthing suite I was in looked like a fucking hotel room and, like, overlooked the lake. And it was gorgeous. And I had a literal menu I could order food off of every night. But, like
1: a thousand dollars a bean like
2: yeah and so we it was over it was over three thousand dollars for my daughter's expensive to be three born. bean salad oh my god and I had and she we got to the hospital at 4.10 in the morning and she was born at 5.05 so we're talking about like less than an hour no complications a very normal stay in the hospital mm-hmm. everything was like thankfully as smooth as it could be um, and over three thousand dollars, and it still hasn't hit my family's deductible for the year. So when other people in my family need things, we're still paying out of pocket, and we pay s- about seven hundred dollars a month in insurance costs. I'm
1: flabbergasted. Right and this now.
2: has nothing to do with Trump. This is like pre-Trump. This right. is like, and <laughs> we have good insurance, and that's what's really important when they talk about these things. Is we have really good insurance through my very good job that I have. That I am like lucky to have. We are in a better situation than a vast majority of people.
1: Yeah, I I love that sentiment. Like that, we need to remember Trump isn't a monster, he's a person. He didn't create this America, he inherited a very fucking broken system, and is breaking it more, sure, but like, to put blame is myopic, right? Right,
2: well, and then he's pushing, what he's doing is pushing on hatred, and pushing on resentment, and pushing on all of these things. Cracks which existed pre-Trump. Absolutely, cracks which Unfortunately, a lot of which existed because America elected a black president right. and then a whole bunch of people felt really hard done by. And then he pushed into that, like dug his fingers into that. Um, one of the worst experiences of oh my God, I was going to say one of the worst experiences of my life. That's fucking terrible. Not in any way the worst experience of my life, but a hard <laughs> thing for me and way harder for other people was right after Trump was elected. I was teaching at this school on the west side of Chicago. Very. um, rough neighborhood, to use all the colloquialisms, People would refer to it as a diverse school, which is hilarious. It's 99% black. It's the least diverse school I've ever been in. Um, <laughs> and I was co-teaching with this like amazing, kick-ass teacher. And something came up about Trump. And she was like, hey, can we talk about this? Like, um, We haven't gotten to dive into this. This was the fourth grade classroom. Um, and I was like, yeah, let's talk about it. Like, I'm an arts teacher. That can be an umbrella for whatever we yeah. want. And my fourth graders, who were all black, they were asking, they're like, so since Trump got elected, are we going to be sent back to Africa? <gasps> These are people who've, like, born and raised in the States. And, like, the teacher I was working with who's fucking kick-ass and a black woman, she was like, let me ask you a question. How many of you were born in Africa? No, you were born in this country. You are American. Like, but that is where they... You know they were hearing this rhetoric throughout the campaign in terms of these things and they feel so unwelcome and unwanted in their country. So it was great for me to be able to in talk to them country. in their country. And I was like, you guys know like, I'm an immigrant. Right. The concept to them yeah. that a white woman right. could be an immigrant like, wasn't a concept to them. Holy fuck.
0: <sighs> when are you coming home?
2: I mean, like... <laughs> soon as possible but like (laughs) you know and this is the thing and so I've really dedicated to myself to doing what I can do which is not enough and never enough and all the things but it's um yeah you can't unsee you can't unsee what you see down there or you should I mean I guess some people do but like Mm -hmm. you shouldn't you shouldn't unsee it um because people just get trampled on In all directions. No
0: one's immune to this. We have an election, a federal election coming up in Canada very Mm -hmm. shortly. The Conservatives, right now, are ahead in the polls. Mm -hmm. And it's no secret that, you know, Shear's in bed with Ford and privatization of healthcare is not a far fetched idea for those men.
2: Right. I'm certainly not coming home if you elect Shear. So So I just
0: like, and not, I can't believe his numbers are as high as they are and we just always oh I can see this is the thing
2: this is the thing so to be like so negative 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 but America there are some positives so the beautiful side of all of this is since Trump was elected there are just armies of people fighting for things to be better and again things that like were bad under all other presidents as well like some of them are very acute to Trump like children in cages and the Muslim ban and all kinds of things but a lot of them are systemic and watching people get together to fight and like believe that things can change and decide that they're going to and what that means i mean first of all it's actively changed my life in every conceivable way but it's really beautiful and i'm pissed at canada that i don't see more of it and there there are things that are happening for sure but like canada can be so complacent it can and will happen here it is happening all over Yes. What are you like? Literally, so like, what are both of you going to do to stop Sheer from
1: winning the election?
0: Mm, nope, can't say that out loud.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> sure. Um, my 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 initial project and plan right now is my partner has uh, young siblings, and I know youth, and I think that it's really important to get. And here's my thing that the line that I walk: I don't want to in my activism and like social consciousness raising around the election. I don't want to push my agenda I want to push for sure an anti-sheer agenda but based in fact not based in totally right which which again totally. is like a whole fucked up discursive thing where we should be able to be emotional whatever but I really need the youth to know and to be quite frank they probably already know better than I do I just I just like for for people that may or may not be as politically aware um I want to put together packages like little short packages of information to share and spread around and time's ticking and Tom we should do this together soon um because it's fucking hard. Their platforms yeah, I just, are so convoluted. I ask convoluted. the same thing of
0: my students too, to, wondering what they think of the election coming up and if they don't know to, you know, find out and talk yeah. about it. Um, I've decided that this Thanksgiving I'm not going to be quiet. Yes. I'm not going to be quiet. <laughs> Um, because I like, made that decision once, it <laughs> I'm, or it's I'm not, not going to leave. Back. Like two Thanksgiving years ago, I left. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like this Thanksgiving, okay, no, I gotta. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not an option anymore. It's, no, it's, it's not more dire. And
2: that's also your privilege, right? To be like, I don't want to totally. hear this. I'm going to walk away, and, and I'm going to be hurt and angry. But like, totally. Generally, my life and is not on the people
0: line. People respond to personal issues and personal stories. Yes. So I'm just going to say this is what might put me in danger. Yes. So by you doing that, that puts me in danger. That puts my life, you know what I mean? So I also have this funny idea for an Andrew Shearer mock video that I'm going to try to do, but my...
2: So one thing that I want to like push is um, people, and I fight with a lot of people, including my husband, if you're listening, Brian, this is for you. Um, (laughs) He's turned this off for sure. Yeah, exactly. For sure, for sure. Um, Like, swallowing also a piece of humble pie and getting involved as a cog in someone else's machine. Yes. A lot of people are like, I don't want to make phone calls. I don't want to knock on doors. It's weird. It's awkward. But it's like people who dedicate their lives to organizing and politics need volunteers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I tend to volunteer not for political parties, but for like movements of things. So like in the States, I work a lot with Indivisible and Planned Parenthood Action Network and various organizations. There are tons of them in Canada, leadnow.ca is a really good one. Sign up people. to their
1: listserv. You Do get it. the most amazing shit. Totally. Petitions. It's amazing. All
2: kinds of things. Yeah. And some of them are super easy like just sign, like click on this petition and then share it. And then they're all, like they're doing calls right now for a climate agenda. And so they are calling people and they are nonpartisan. So they're not saying like vote for this person. They're just saying like Do you care about climate change? Here are the various people's platforms. You should know that if you care about, like think about that when you vote. So there's lots of different ways of getting involved. Um, Obviously, if you're passionate about a party or a candidate, there's lots of things to do there, but like deciding that you're going to knock on doors or call people is really, really, really important. Canada is so remote, like it takes so long to get to various places. So deciding that you're gonna actually do that engagement, Mm -hmm. now that with like the internet, like, I spent the midterms like sitting without pants in my living room texting Montana and Missouri and all kinds of places that were battleground states because like Illinois was fairly safe and then on the weekends I went to suburbs of Illinois and dragged my kids around but that was really cool like we got into a whole thing because my older kids were like we don't want to do this we don't want to knock on people's houses and Sean Caston was running against uh, Peter Roskam, who was a very long-standing Republican, but it was like, we think we can flip this seat in Illinois, and suburban Illinois. And we spent, I don't know, six Sundays out there with our kids. And like, we had fun. We learned a lot. They talk about like, the woman with the crazy garden that we saw and all of these different things. And then on fucking election night he won the seat. Sean Caston won the seat and Lauren Underwood won the seat. And they are like part of like right now impeaching Trump and voting and doing things and changing things. And we got to show our kids after dragging them out and being like, Oh my God, are we the best parents or maybe the worst parents? (laughs) And I was like, you know, five months pregnant and all of this. And it was cold and it was uncomfortable. And for sure we got awkward comments thrown at us. Um, But I will say for people who are worried about knocking on doors, take your kids with you because it definitely stops people from being as
0: rude as they would like
2: seriously no it's like no one wants to find
0: children to bring with me then
2: that's kidnapping Um, (laughs) no but like find people and for me like part of why I got so involved was I was like I can't vote in in America so I feel like the need to do more so if you're working with young people or people who don't have the right to vote yet in Mm -hmm. Canada be like Cool. That doesn't mean sit out and post on Facebook or I guess the young people, they don't use that. They no, don't know what that is. they Snapchat, don't. Snapchat, they don't. That's what my favorite told me. No, they love TikTok. I asked them to I what TikTok
1: know. Words. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah, make political TikTok. That would be the death of TikTok. <laughs> or now. what's that better so is good. going home
0: and striking up conversations with your parents. How cool is that? Yeah. Like, Do all of how these things. How shocked will they be? All of the things. Yeah.
2: There are so many things that you can choose. There's a path for everyone. Do it with a buddy. Like, Yes, it's awkward, but like, put your like, do one thing that makes yourself uncomfortable yeah. because other people don't have the option of living in co- like that discomfort, and they're usually the people on the line. So like, fuck it, have
1: a Sunday that kind of sucks for you. It doesn't have to have a reward,
2: and like,
1: do something. Fucking amazing. Thank you, honestly, thank you so much for that. I'm inspired, like, genuinely. Yes, that's the goal.
0: Um, Well, this was much... I mean, this was not at all as fun as I thought it was going to be. And it was like unfun in a different way than I thought it was going to (laughs) be.
2: Elliot, do you want to ask me questions about Tom? Because I'm also happy to answer... All of
0: those. Wait, wait, wait. I did not. All of I those. did not greenlight
1: this segment. <laughs> Excellent. Even we mean to ask you questions, but they're about you. Oh, Okay, cool. Tom. That's
2: fine too, I guess. Great. No, that Tom can weigh in. Terrible. Oh, no. oh,
1: before we actually do this, I want to say two things that I meant to bring up. Um, by the time this has aired, both the Toronto Climate Strike and the... Um, March Against against Hate, what's called United Against Hate. United Against Hate. Both of those things will have happened. The climate strike I'm not really going to talk about because I'm sure everybody knows. Mm -hmm. Um, Greta Thunberg leading it the way. It's amazing. Um, But the United Against Hate, for those who aren't from Toronto or maybe didn't hear, there's a Christian organization with I'm pretty sure alt-right links, which like maybe to be Well, the problem
0: is that this organization is sort of building up steam and they've sort of like catched bunch of other people in their web so we actually don't know what to expect on saturday when they oh. march up church street Ooh, yeah. i didn't know this was um, happening yeah so, uh, so we don't know what to expect
1: so this okay. organization um it's a christian organization i know not all christians sure, sure. gotta say it um they 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 have advocated for quote-unquote um positive christian space and for some reason they um, said that that's the phrase they fucking used it gets my goat i don't like what are they
0: it's a super it's 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 oh, this is people.
1: thinly veiled hate speech yeah um, so they're marching up so canadian Church Street. it's so, so canadian. the most polite hate speech yeah, in the exactly. world
0: christian safe space you don't know what a safe space is oh positive
1: you don't know what that means then anyone who's followed us on instagram facebook twitter um hopefully you've seen hopefully if you didn't know you'll know and we will see you there what time Saturday. is it where it's is it 10 45 a.m there were so many people interested they moved it uh to saint james cathedral but um, if you are afraid, and I love this, if you're afraid to walk there by yourself, you can meet outside the 519, which is the queer mm. community space in the village, um, and you can walk in solidarity with everybody down to St. James. St. James,
0: James Cathedral, which is on the northeast corner of Church and King here in Toronto.
1: So, I mean, this is all, this is all, it doesn't make sense because this already happened by the right. time you're listening to this, but we will, we will. Hopefully f- we're still alive. Yes. Or maybe not for myself. We'll see. We'll <laughs> fill you all in. Um, Yikes. It's Canada. Let's switch gears here. Okay. Okay, Sarah, are you ready? Are you oh ready to be quothed okay. upon? Oof, terrible. Yes, go for it. <laughs> Tom, do you want to start? Sure. What's your pronoun? Uh, she, her, hers. What's your favorite swear word? Fuck.
0: What's your I don't...
2: Why would it, it, it ever not be fuck? There's so many great ones, but like... I fucking
0: love fuck. <sighs> Am I... Can I ask you a question? Yeah. As like a strong woman, a friend, and a feminist? Yes, all the Fs. <laughs> Female, friend, yes, feminist. yeah, um, the c word. Yeah, am I allowed to love that word?
2: I don't care. I mean, I don't know. It, it's <laughs> like it's very contextual. There's um, Cause there's
0: just the sounds in it.
2: Sure, Caitlin Moran's "How to Be a Woman" says a lot of really good things about why that word is great. It's not a word I identify with, or um. Hold. I've also been lucky. It's not something that's been thrown at me, and that's the thing. Like you know, consistently or whatever in my life. So I think that's the thing. Like anything else. Like I, I, I'm not going to give you permission to use that word. Like you're not going to give me permission to
0: use queer. Yep. Right. Yeah. You
1: know? God, I love that word. Fuel.
0: It was on my turn again. Yep. What's your favorite body part? Ooh.
2: Like what? Like in a lover? In just like life? both either. I don't know. Shoulders? I really like shoulders. Oh. Yeah.
1: What's your favorite movie?
2: Oh, okay. So I have so many. Um, The Birdcage is one of my absolute favorite movies ever. Have you seen that, Elliot? No. Are you... Oh. Okay, well, now the rest of this will be me doing all the parts of Birdcage <laughs> from the beginning to the end because I can. Um, the Birdcage is like my family's. Yeah, temple. you gotta watch that movie. It's okay. so yeah. glorious. Um, so that's one of my favorite movies. Um, the Dark Crystal is one of my favorite movies. Oh my I haven't God. seen the Netflix yes. yet because I'm like too scared because it's so important to me. I watch um, it. But there's so many good ones. Those two stick out today. Okay, amazing.
0: When the new Gilmore Girls came out on Netflix, <laughs> I flew down to Chicago to watch it's it. It's the
2: Sarah. only time I've gotten down to Chicago. <laughs> oh my
0: god.
2: And he came down um, and we watched it together. And it was way more queer positive than the rest of the series. And that's maybe some of the only positive things we can say for I it. I liked it. Some of it. I liked winter. Yeah. I like winter too.
0: Okay. The the season? The, no, the episode. No, oh, the okay. episode. Doesn't I hate that- winter. The season. Oh, well, I Ew. love winter. The season. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. Because you were both born in that wretched Obviously. tundra. Tom, you're next. Oh, sorry. <laughs> What's your favorite mythical creature? Ooh. Oh.
2: I mean, like, are they mythical? Are they real? Like, I'd say unicorn, but unicorns are for sure real. Um, I'm a Capricorn, so like, Capricorns also, like, I'm really down with that. Most things with wings and like that are powerful, I don't know.
1: They're all great. I really like mythology. Wait, what's a Capricorn?
2: It's like a half goat, it's like the half goat, half fish creature that suckled Zeus and created all of Olympus. Huh. Obviously, you I'm doing sorry, something that. every day. My bad, Duh, Obviously. Elliot. Actually, didn't even know that.
1: Sarah, what's your favorite noise?
2: Um, the oh god, I'm just so cheesy. Um, like the sound of my husband coming home.
1: Oh, I know it's
0: terrible. No, right. no I love that. My favorite noise is the sound of you leaving. Oh my god. Um, it's legitimate. <laughs> it's legitimate. <laughs> Who is your celebrity crush?
1: Uh,
2: I mean, like, it was Heath Ledger, and then he died. And oh, so, yeah.
0: We went to a. Vi- didn't we vigil together?
2: No, like, I literally thought you and everyone else were pranking me. Oh, I no. Could we, when he died. Like, we I, vigiled. I, I mean, I don't know. Then we had to go and watch the movie on Allie's birthday. Anyway, whatever. It's fine. Uh, do you have um, one who didn't die? No, I'm in love with all of them. It's
1: still Heath Ledger. He's still you know, Just because he's dead doesn't mean you yeah. crush on him. Tim Curry. Tim Curry. <laughs> yes. I'm obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, you're next, right?
0: Oh, sorry, I'm not. I'm not paying attention, am I? Uh, who's your queer icon? Mm.
2: Oh, mm, god, there's so many. I mean, like, I mean, you know, right now I'm in the queer eye, everything, and like Jonathan Van Ness, who's is amazing, Ugh, and he just like incredible. endorsed Elizabeth Warren yesterday. So I'm like, okay, thank you for being everything. But like, I mean, I am obsessed with Queen. Um, <laughs> Tom would. No, because he watched me get thrown out of a hotel trying to stalk them. NBD. Watched um, you? I was with you. You were with me. You might have caused the problem. Whatever. It's fine. Um, but like Freddie Mercury is
1: everything to me. I love that. Um, uh, what do you wish you knew more about? Literally everything. Same. Yeah. Totally same. Uh,
0: what would your friend say is your best quality? <laughs>
2: you like nothing um <laughs> Accurate. yeah no my ability to say things they don't want to hear
1: <laughs> That's a- I like that yeah your friends should like that I'll let it slide um, <laughs> what are you most <laughs> grateful for
2: um That's like a really funny question right now and being on maternity leave and being a mother and being like, what is my life and who am I? And all of these questions that come up with motherhood that is not addressed enough. Um, So on the one hand, I've got a lot of complaints, but I'm also like most grateful for everything. I'm like, at the end of the day, I'm like, my daughter is like my new baby girl is everything to me and looking at her and like the hard road that my husband and I went down to conceive her and seeing her and seeing my family and being like oh my god we're all still here and we're all you know I spend a lot of my work working with um kids who have experienced the death of a parent so the fact that I'm in my 30s and both of my parents are still alive and my siblings are still alive and I've got like assholes like Tom in my life for this long.
1: I'm so sorry. Until now. Until Until now. Somehow
2: he's still alive. I don't know. Um, (laughs) It's just, I'm just
0: so grateful. Um, And what do you hate about straight culture?
2: Everything. It's the worst. I mean, I hate that like my body exists for the pleasure of men. (laughs) That's what I hate most about straight culture.
1: Um, What's your queer superpower?
2: Yelling at people? Does that <laughs> count?
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is the second time I met you, and I can also endorse that message. <laughs> <Yeah. as> it. <laughs> it's just my everything.
2: That's all. I just yell until people hate leave. me or leave <laughs> or
0: give up or ship you out. <laughs> that is correct. Ship you out. What's your biggest queer fear?
2: Um, that people I love are going to be
1: hurt. What's your queer mantra?
2: Like I mean, you know, in the most cliched way, love is love is love is love. Exist.
1: Good quote. Yeah, great. <clears> good quof. job. I'm inspired. Few more cute inspiring. little
0: uh, gimmicks, if yeah. you wouldn't mind turning, uh, doing an exorcist oh, turn with your neck Ugh. to look at, me look at the um, celestial being <laughs> that is perched upon that. Book ladder. So terrible. <laughs> and just ex- uh, describing uh, to the listeners what it is that you're taking in.
2: I'm taking in a white porcelain feline <laughs> examining their own beautiful reflection in the now darkened windows of downtown Toronto. And their disdain at our conversation because they haven't looked at us once this whole time. And I think I've been riveting.
1: (laughs) Pepper's... Yeah, Pepper, I think... You must have said something along the way that Pepper took issue with because they have not turned around yet. They will not look at us. They won't.
2: And it's very... It's like, you know, I've acknowledged your existence. They've never behaved
1: like this. I feel like they're thrown
0: off based on, like, where we are and... Don't make excuses for
1: them and their behavior. (laughs) They have their back to the bookshelf. Maybe they just hate knowledge and maybe Mm. you're so knowledgeable that they can't even bear... To look or listen. Also, to. we don't have Jesse to wrangle them. Like, I know typically. Jesse just can't do his job right. He just isn't capable of Typical. doing his job. Putting,
2: job putting right. that monstrosity on the Bell bookcase offends me. <laughs> it's to the beast. My... <laughs> it's no, the beast is a wonderful. I mean,
0: I love. You no, know, the, the beast. beast sucks. The beast, is the what patriarchy. What are you talking the beast about? Is the are patriarchy? Are you kidding the me? Beast How lives is the beast in the a patriarchy? Castle, in a castle, he is the beast. Rich. Was a he prince? He is a prince. He has monstrous amounts it's of wealth. It's about his learning and, he and his right growth. Next to a very poor French town. They should storm the castle and take his riches.
2: That's not what they were going to do. They were going to storm the castle and murder him. We don't like what we don't understand. In fact, it scares us. Eat Come the on. rich. And th- I mean, okay, that I'm good with. It's a socialist. But they weren't going to eat him. They were just going to murder him. Waste his corpse. Also, oh. he
0: had a prisoner. Like, he took her prisoner. He
2: didn't take her prisoner. Yes, it's he did. It's a lesson did. in how the patriarchy hurts everyone, and then they break the patriarchy in the, the end. The patriarchy
0: being the beast. No, like the patriarchy being the him. system. Gaston the is the beast- hero.
2: Are you fucking... You don't even believe... Can I be clear that yes. Tom doesn't believe this? Yes, yes. Can I be very, very clear that the man who... I know it's the wrong movie, but sang A Whole New World as a duet at my wedding doesn't, like, believe anything ill... Against our Lord and Savior,
1: Disney Christ. He's, <laughs> he's, he's playing the patriarchy advocate right now.
0: No, I'm not. The Beast is the patriarchy. I'm sticking to that. Fuck like the, the patriarchy would say. I fuck would like to the fuck the beast. beast. I, know, I, I, I am, am aware. A, I'm I've, fine I've, with fucking I've met beast, your husband. Right? Um, no,
2: he's the bear and I'm the unicorn. It's a whole thing. Yeah. There's Aww. a children's
0: book. So our last um, thing that we need to ask you and each other is... Um, what's our double rainbow this week? Cute. Is there something nice that's happened that mm. we want to ruminate on
1: together as a community? I can go first. Sure. Um, so I'm in a course right now. Uh, it's the anthropology of gender and sexuality. Oh, and I feel like I'm waiting for this class for my whole graduate career. And today we had a very long conversation about um, the uneven settling of capitalism and feminized labor in Canada. America and Europe and how capitalism affects everyone differently on the ground level and how we have to take into account a feminist, uh, understanding of how, uh, individual lives are, are transformed under capitalism differently. And it was just, it was just so amazing to get to speak about shit like that for three hours and get to learn so much and be in a room where everyone cares about the same thing. I um, want to go to this class. Yeah, you honestly should. You <laughs> honestly should. I can send you the reading list. <gasps> Please do. Um, I've got time with my six-month-old. <laughs> Nothing but time. True. I'm, I'm actually going to send it to you. It was. It, I just. I left feeling so um, enlightened and in such an amazing glow. So that was mine today. Also, capitalism is the worst. Um, it is. It really is. <laughs>
0: Sarah, Tom, Tom, Sarah. Have I? Did I? What was mine last? Did I talk about Lizzo yet? No. Oh, okay. I went to Lizzo. <laughs> Amazing. It was the ba- I think it, I would say I know I'm dramatic, but I would say it's the best concert I've ever been to. Since she the last concert was, you were at. No, the last concert I was Luke Bryan, so no. I <laughs> do no, no, Shawn Mendes, but whatever. Um she was a fucking phenomenal force. Like it was so exciting and fun, and she's so fucking talented, and the crowd was just in the palm of her hands. And what was so sweet is that it was rescheduled from an earlier time, because they couldn't get a venue big enough. Big enough. And so eventually, she went to um, the Molson Amphitheater, Budweiser, whatever, and um, and she just kept on expressing her gratitude the whole time. Being like, I ca- being like, like, looking out and being like, I can't believe I'm here. I can't believe you all showed up. Like, last time I was here, I couldn't sell out the Danforth Music Hall, and now look at what, now look at what what this is, look at what my life is, and it's all because of you. And I'm just, I couldn't be more grateful. She like stopped and said that like three times. And I was just like, oh my God, like it just makes me love you so much. I love everything about you, but your gratitude is so, one want- like it's just, it made me enjoy the experience oh, so much more. But.
1: I love that so much. And then I
0: went, I took a, um, um, a, a date with me. Mm-hmm. And then I was able to have sex with him after, Yay! which was so nice. I haven't had sex in a really long time. Like proper penetrative anal sex. Let's and, check that um, you said
1: proper, but anyway. <laughs> um, what what do you mean? D- sex can be proper without penetration. Yeah, th- th- just penetrative, yeah, yeah. penetrative would have done just fine.
0: Proper. Uh, what I mean is that um, s- sex is wrapped up in a lot of... Um, Uh, frightening things for me. And so by proper, I just mean like, no, I wanted to have sex and this other person wanted to have sex. Thank God. (laughs) Um, I really hope so. uh, And it was just like, it's what I wanted and it felt good and um, I'm really proud of you. Yeah. That's really nice to hear. It was just a good night. I drank too much, so that was not good. We'll fight about that later. Off air. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sarah. Since my superpower is yelling. um,
2: Oh my God. Well, okay. So... At home in Chicago, um, we are a forgetful lot. And so in our pantry, we have a whiteboard with our um, grocery list and things that we need for our house. And there are a few things that we've thrown up on it over the years on top of, like, the various things one of them says, like, kindness. One of them says love. And one of them says impeachment. (laughs) And I get to when I get home cross that off my grocery list fuck yes that is a very big fucking deal Trump is getting impeached Tom's looking at me like he doesn't know that it's
1: getting no are we sure about
0: this
2: yes but that's not the same as being removed from office
1: The impeachment process is underway.
2: They are that they are impeaching the president, but that's not the same as removing him from office. But But he is being impeached. They are yes. Yeah. The impeachment. I knew it was.
0: I knew there. Sorry. I guess I understood the term like impeachment hearing. I just thought it would be like like no they uh, have opened
2: the in- no 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 they're, like they're the court like they've opened the impeachment inquiry it is happening everyone is going to have to vote on it republican and democrat and if the republican like cuz the, the one of the fears about doing the impeachment was that it wouldn't pass the senate and chances are it won't which means chances are he won't be removed from office and that's what it is but every person in congress will have to put their name in light of everything that the democrats can draw that he's being impeached under five or six different committees um so they're like able to investigate all kinds of things and we don't know where it's going to go but this is like this is happening for the third time in american history and um it is because of a lot of incredible warriors who have like fought and done things and been tireless and i get to feel like Lighter. That is
0: delicious. Yeah. We need to celebrate that That's whenever it happens. Most Do you think that the Senate will pass it to try to for other? Because I assume that some of those are Republican presidential candidates.
2: There aren't Republican presidential candidates. I mean, like, there's like one or two have declared they're running against Trump, but like Trump's Really? The, yeah, Trump's like the candidate. And they aren't in the Senate, the ones who are running against him. Okay,
0: that's what I know about American politics. Okay, <laughs> great. But there's no way that the Senate at this eleventh hour of his presidency would want to distance themselves from him. Well,
2: we'll see what happens. Anything could happen. I've read reports that like if the vote were not public, so you like you didn't know who voted for who, there would be thirty senators that would vote against him. Who the fuck knows? Mm. Based on how the Senate is and how much McConnell is. Um it is very unlikely that it will lead to him being removed from office and everyone who is doing things and fighting and cares needs to not rest on this as some kind of like magic bullet. Like that's not how it works. It's only a
1: means to an end.
2: That's right. That's right. But it, but it is a big deal and it's a big deal to be able to then the Democrats can stretch this for as long as they want throughout the um, election and parade various things. It means that they have more power in terms of subpoenas. The transcript of his call with the Ukrainian president was released yesterday. It is very damning. Yeah. Um there's just so many things. So I'm not like again, it's not like, oh okay, now that problem's solved because yeah. we've discussed... America's fixed. Right, exactly. <laughs> Trump is not the problem with America, but he is a pretty huge fucking problem yeah. in so many ways. And um seeing something positive it's like Every now and then you get that a little bit of a win and it gives you the energy to keep to continue. going.
0: That's
1: lovely. On that Work note, to... can y'all do something for us right now? Can you all head over to iTunes? Can you rate, review, and subscribe? Can you tell a few friends about this Do you mind doing
0: that? I know, I, I know you're not. You, I'm, I'm, ta- I'm talking to you. I see you listening right now. I'm talking primarily exactly to you and I, I know you're not doing it so could you do it for me? Just for a little... Old me. Please?
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for doing that. Thanks for coming, Sarah. Sarah. Yeah, and
2: if you haven't done that, like, work on the election. (laughs) 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 What's Uh, that? I know, right? (laughs) no thanks so much for having me I feel really honored thank um, you so much I love the things that you guys are saying and doing which obviously pains me to say about anything Tom's involved in but
0: I can Elliot you're that doing out.
2: a very good job <laughs> of like holding him accountable Sarah thank you so much and that's
0: nice uh, to hear I appreciate oh, that far now's the perfect time to end thanks for coming Sarah and see you next Tuesday bye <laughs> bye. bye do you queer do you queer do you do you, queer? Do, you do you queer do you queer do you queer, do you queer? Do you queer? Do
1: do you queer? Do you
0: Do you queer?